Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. But the word that just keeps coming to my spirit is the word reevaluate. And I really believe that this is a moment where we have to really reevaluate um, everything. Our world is having to reevaluate the way it does business, the way our economy is handled. Um, we have to reevaluate how we run our homes, relationships. We have to reevaluate how we're doing church, right? And you know, here with KHOW, we understand biblically that the, we are the church. And so we have always taught that church is not a location, it's a vocation, it's who we are. And so one of the things that we have, KHOW, that has been an, a, a bit of an advantage over other ministries is that we already understand our role in the world at a time like this. How critical it is for us to show up and do what um, uh, Matthew 5 says in the, in the Sermon on the Mount in verse 14, which is to shine, right? We understand that it is not just in a physical building that our light should be the brightest. It is wherever we go, we are housing, we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Wherever we go, we bring the church because we are the church. And so um, I'm excited because I think we have and are in one of the greatest moments to be the church in a bold, bright way like never before. I was um, talking with um, Dia and her family today and I was saying, you know, I don't even understand what this would have been like if this had happened when I was a child. You know, we were still renting VHSs and having to go to Blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have social media. We didn't have phones that you could, you know, FaceTime or IMO anyone. Um, I think it would have been a very different situation. And even though people are uh, getting a little claustrophobic now, I, I, I think a lot of people would have gone stir crazy in in a different kind of way because we are isolated in our homes but we are not isolated from one another and the thing is community and connectivity has to be intentional right now some of us are natural introverts and we can be very excited about a time that we can draw in um shana we can be excited about a time that we get to draw in and just but people need we need people more than ever. We need to be connected more than ever. We need to uh, share the gospel more than ever. We need to um, witness more than ever. Um, I have been excited to see the church show up, but I can tell you I'm not excited about all the messages that I'm hearing. Because even in the midst of it, there's a lot of fear going out. There's a lot of messages that are causing people to be in more of a panic um, and not leaning into God in a way that we have an opportunity to do to, uh, to do as, as, as followers of Jesus Christ. And so many of you know that we have been studying uh, this year, we are walking through discipleship and we were just in the follow aspect. Um, we talked about um, in, the, in, in what, about a week and a half ago before all this changed, the first aspect was to follow the steps of Jesus. Um, and I, we're going to get to that. But tonight, I really wanted to just kind of talk about what's happening. And I was taken to a portion of scripture, if you guys will go to me, to Acts 17. And if any of you guys have any questions, 
um, let me know. Far, you can't hear me. Oh, okay. I'm I'm reading in the um, in the text. Just want to make sure. So we're going to. And so in Acts 17, we're going to start at the 22nd verse. Uh, at this moment, in some of your Bibles, it might say Sermon on Mars Hill. Mars Hill is actually in Athens. So this is taking place in Athens, Greece. Okay, so I just kind of want to give you a picture of location. Right, Minister Tife? We want to know where we are. <laughs> so we are in Athens, Greece and on Mars Hill, and Paul has already gone to Thessal uh, Thessalonica, I believe, um, as well um, as the city of Athens. And now he's in a particular place within Athens, and he is speaking to um, the Areopagus. And so it says this, so Paul's standing in the center of Areopagus, this small city within Athens, and he's at Mars Hill, okay? And he says, men of Athens, I observe with every turn, and I'm reading out the Amplified, I make throughout the city that you are very religious and devout in all respects. Now, as I was going along and carefully looking at your objects of worship, I came to an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. Therefore, for what you already worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who created the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, because, he, because it is he who gives to all people life and breath and all things. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their lands and territories. This was so that they would seek God, if perhaps they might grasp for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live, we move, and exist. This is in him we actually have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his children. So then being God's children, we should not think that the divine nature, the deity, is like gold or silver or stone an image formed by the art and imagination or skill of man. Therefore, God overlooked and disregarded the former ages of ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. That is to change their old way of thinking, to regret their past sins, and to seek God's purpose for their lives. And when God led me there today, it's a, it's a scripture I've read before, but one of the things that he highlighted, um, th this unknown God, this message was said to an unknown God, this was a group of people that worship idols. And that's why he says it's not gold, it's not silver, it's not a man-made sculpture, um, but that there is a God that created everything. And we cannot forget in the midst of a pandemic how big, how great, how mighty, how powerful, how majestic, how beautiful, how worthy, um, how great our God is. Because we can be swept away in the fear language. We can be swept away in uh, feeling isolated and tight. And we can begin to lose perspective. 
and lose sight of the one who right now has everything under control. As out of control as it seems, we serve a sovereign God, which means no matter what is happening, our God is in control. He created the heavens and the earth. The Bible says, be still and know that he's God because he created the heavens and the earth. He is the God of the heaven and the God of the earth. And I think we're hearing a lot of conversations as if there's an unknown God that there's this, you know, we're, we're hearing this language of, you know, all of a sudden people want to talk about, you know, the, the higher power or, you know, they're spiritual or, you know, all these things. But we who are anchored in the word of God, we that are leaning into the heart of God, the power of God and the presence of God, we have to make him known in a big way in this hour because each of us are attached to people who need to hear about a big God. Each of us, I love today, um, Minister Tifei did a roll call um, for a group of women that we were a part of years ago, who we were literally steeped in the word of God. Uh, our groups were named after the fruit of the spirit. And she did a roll call just to see where we were in the midst of what's happening. Are we wearing the fruit of the spirit? Are we living and standing on the word of God. There are nine fruits of the spirit. And you hear what I'm saying? I'm not saying fruits because there's no S in the Bible. It's not fruits, it's fruit, okay? Because all nine are essentially one. It's like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. And so um, these different roles, so I could see I could see women from the compassion group and the gentle group and self-control, you know, long suffering, I could see these things. Um, but when God took me here, you have to realize there is a large group of people in the earth right now who are leaning into false images and false gods and are creating idols in the midst of this pandemic. And people of God are even losing sight because fear, I, I mean, the language of fear is, 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 is bigger than the language of faith right now. And it is very important that we remember who our God is. He said this, he says that, I love it. He says this in 27, this was so that they would seek God if perhaps they might grasp for him and find him. Why? Because he's not far from each of us. God is not far from this situation. God is not far from your personal circumstances as you know, your workload may have decreased or maybe you're in home working for the first time. Maybe some of you are homeschooling for the first time and you're like, what in the world? Jesus, he is not far off even from that. He is asking us, this is the, when I tell you, this is the greatest opportunity for all the times that you said, God, I want to get closer to you. For all the times, God, I want to know you more. For all the times, God, I just want to hear your voice. For all the times, God, I just, I just want, to, I want to sense your presence. I want to sense your power. I want to know your glory. This is the moment. You have more time than you've ever had time. Pastor Alex always says, Excuse, excuses are the crutches of the uncommitted. We're going to see how many Christians are uncommitted in this hour because more Christians are going to carry crutches in this hour than they are carrying their faith. And so we have got to, as a body of believers, as, as a, a, a group that is part of a remnant, because I believe that God is calling out a remnant in this hour. People are, are, are you know, used to their megas and following certain preachers and pastors, but I'm telling you, it is going to be the, 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 the voices that have never been heard before. It is going to be, it should be all of you in your, in your sphere of influence that are bringing people to the light of God. 
where they are looking for something to save them, you need to point them to the only thing that saves, the only one that saves. When they are doubting and they are cowarding back and they're in a place of confusion, you need to bring them to the only one that is peace, that his peace surpasses the understanding of what is happening and guards their heart and their mind. You have to tell people, you got to think on things that are lovely and pure. Stop. You know what? My friend posted the other day on Facebook and I, 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 she said, turn the TV off. And just go talk to God for a minute. Because we're getting so inundated with information that, that could feel contrary to what we believe. But in this hour, you have to decide whose report are you going to believe? We use wisdom. That's why we're in the house. We use wisdom. That's why we're washing our hands and making sure that we're sterilizing things. But there is also a time for bold faith in the midst of wisdom. You can be bold right where you are. Minister Tifei on her podcast has a, is, just, is just sharing wisdom and nuggets of wisdom. All of you have vehicles and sphere of influence. And God is charging us to take the world from talking about an unknown God to knowing God. We've got to, you know, I always say this, you know, my mentors always said this to me. It is your job to make what is invisible visible. They can't see him but we can make him real. God has become tangible to us and we need to make God tangible to others. Um, I love this. It says this in, in verse um, 30, therefore God overlooked and disregarded the former ages of ignorance. You guys don't be fooled. <laughs> we've been really, we've been asleep for a while. There've been some ignorance for a while. There've been some, we've disregarded some things that God has told us to do as a country. We've disregarded things that God has told us to do individually. We've taken time for granted. We've taken, you know, that there'll be the, another moment for me to do this or have this or, and he said, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. All of us in this hour have to repent. We've got we've to check in on the way we've been walking, the things we've been saying and up to this point. And if there's some things we've got to turn from to never do again, we need to get that together now. It's a call to get our houses in order and to reevaluate where we've been, not just in our careers, not just in our personal lives, but in our spiritual lives. We've got, we've got to reset, reevaluate and reset. And he says to change their old way of thinking. There's still some old thinking that some of you carried into this moment that causes you to, to do this every now and then. One day you're really leaning into faith, but then the next day you, you're, you're feeling the fear from, from, from other things and other conversations. It's time to cut out certain conversations, shut out certain things you're watching, shut out certain things you're listening to, and, and, and tune in and hone into the voice of God. God wants to, 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 to speak uh, in a way, I mean, I, I'm, God is speaking, guys. If we really, we've just got to pay attention. And he says this, that to, re, to regret their past sins and to seek God. And here's what it says, God's purpose, not your purpose. God's purpose for your life. There is a purpose that God wants to see in the midst of this. My friend said yesterday, and I believe this, she said, she was literally crying and said, I'm so afraid that when this is over, we won't have gotten it. As Christians, when this is over, we will not have gotten it. We will just go back to our lives as normal. 
we'll go back to the way that we, you know, read our Bible every now and then, pray every now and then. We're just going to go back. And, and what we are doing is posturing ourselves to be swept right back into something like this again. You know, um, we are in a moment like Esther and as, for such a time as this. Esther 414, for, as, for such a time as this. You know, Esther had to go and seek the Lord for wisdom, for a strategy to go before the king to free her people. We need to be going before God and praying strategies for our families in this hour, our finances, those we're connected to, because we serve a God of strategies. We serve a God of the impossible. And I believe that I'm telling you, you guys are, we are, God's children are powerful in him and through him. And I'm, I believe that so many things are gonna be birthed out of this if we just stay tapped into his voice, if we're committing to lean into him like, like every day, really leaning into, okay, God, what are you saying? What am I not seeing? What am I missing? What do you need me to focus on right now? Because what I don't want us to do is to walk away from here and feel like the God we were close to before this happened is now unknown to us. Because we, we didn't, as his children, do the necessary things. I love this. When, when, when Mary and Martha have Jesus in the house and Mary is at the feet of Jesus and Martha wants him to basically rebuke her, Jesus says this, Mary has found the one thing and that I will not take from her. My prayer is that we will all find the one thing. That one thing was being at the feet of Jesus, being in a posture and a position to receive directly from the Lord. We need to be, we need to be seeking that one thing every day and not moving from that place until he says, okay, now take that and do this. We need to have clear instruction from the Lord. We need to be, if you, you need to put your obedient meter up, <laughs> you know, some of you all have um, books and some of you, I mean, there are, I, I believe this is a time that the body of Christ can produce like never before. I really do. I think that, you know, inventions and ideas and, and strategies and, and businesses, even in this economic decline can happen if our ears are tuned to God's voice. Because God has a purpose in all of this. Not to blow you up, not for your platform and your purpose, but he has a purpose for all of this. And he wants his children's ear right now. And so, again, he said he overlooked it. So God's purpose is for their lives. 31 says this, because he has set a day when he will judge the inhabited world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed and destined for the task. And he has provided credible proof to everyone by raising him from the dead. He's talking about Jesus. It says this, now when they heard the term resurrection from the dead, some mocked and, smear, and sneered, but others said, we will hear from you again about this matter. So Paul left them, but some men joined him and believed, and among them were Dionysius of the council of Areopagus and a, and a woman named Damaris and others with him. There will be some that are not going to believe that are gonna scoff, but there will be some in this moment, in this time, that will see God, that will believe God, 
that have been looking for God and have been waiting for the Paul in you to rise up and be where they are and tell them about the only one who saves. Are there any questions, comments, concerns? Thank you for joining us on another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at KHOWworshipLA. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.